0: This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to another Tiny Tunes episode of the Cast. Nana go down
1: the hole. Bye bye Nana. Yaki go down the hole. Toot toot go down the hole. Kitty could Bye bye, Kitty. Ew.
0: And welcome to another episode of Talkin' Tiny Tunes. This is the spin-off series of the cast. Today we are talking about another episode of Tiny Tune Adventures. We are going to be revisiting all the cultural references and gags. And of course, in the end, we're going to be giving this episode of Tiny Tunes a Water Tower Rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts. In Los Angeles, where he's still feeling the aftershocks of an earthquake, it's Nathan. Take my brother, please. <laughs> and across the country, in non-earthquakey Georgia, it's Kelly.
1: Water go down the hole.
0: <laughs> well, this episode is coming out just about, you know a uh, a couple of weeks after the earthquake, I suppose, but. Or a week or so after. I don't know. It's coming up after the earthquake. But Nathan just experienced his first earthquake in Los Angeles.
2: Well, Well, yeah. I mean, I've been in other ones, apparently. But this is the first one I actually felt. So So exciting. (laughs) So exciting. Uh, Even though it happened, what, in, like, Death Valley, really? But whatever. Yeah, but it it was... uh, You can feel the aftershocks or whatever. I don't know. There you go.
0: Well, today we're not... Talking about earthquakes or anything like that. It's, of course, a Tiny Toon Adventures, which features three segments. It features Stand Up and Deliver, The Potty Years, and Lame Joke. And, boy, this has some, some some very funny episodes, some very funny segments, I should say. If someone were to ask you two about this episode in just a few words, what would you tell him, Kelly?
1: Baby Plucky.
0: Okay, very good description. And Nathan, what about you?
2: Um, uh, The potty water goes down the hole, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely going to be something to look forward to in this episode. Absolutely. (laughs) And this is our last episode
0: uh, reviewing via Skype and everything before we all meet up together in San Diego on July 18th over at the Balboa Theater to see Animaniacs live! Yay.
2: In concert.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And <laughs> we're so special, you know, we're so special, we have uh, front row tickets. Uh, why? Well, because I, I bought them quickly.
1: We pay for them. <laughs>
0: exactly. I know, I could say, I could try to say, like, oh yeah, they were comped, but <laughs> no, no, no. We wish. Yeah, we wish. We pay full price for our things. Because, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, this is going to be very exciting. Hopefully we'll see a few of our listeners there too. And uh, if you haven't bought your tickets yet, I know that Ticketmaster uh, still has them available. And some tickets are pretty cheap. I think they're some tickets are just 29 or $39 or something. I really do expect the, the theater to probably sell out um, before everything is said and done. Because, of course, Comic-Con is going on right next door, so mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, well, Comic-Con's done for the day, now what do we do? Let's go see Animaniacs Live! So it should be incredibly fun. If you are one of our listeners, and if you're actually uh, there and you see us, uh, go say hi, and I, I will have a few Freakazoid Lego minifigs to give out for free. Very exciting. So
2: I can have one if I. Sure, you can have one. one Tell you I'm a listener.
0: (laughs) I suppose so, Nathan. You can have one. And we might even have brand new business cards, too. They're colorful.
2: Mm. How much for an autograph on
0: one of them? Well, we usually do charge, like we said before at the Phoenix Fan Fusion, but you might be able to, to get out a free autograph from us as well. And uh, Oh yeah, speaking of autographs, that's the other thing too. If you uh, buy any of the VIP tickets, which I think those are a little more scarce, but if you if they are any more available, I highly recommend getting the VIP tickets at uh, Animaniacs Live because that, of course, is the way you can get signatures, autographs on uh, photographs or merchandise or whatever and actually get to meet Rob Paulson, Randy Rogel, and hopefully... Uh, others as well, like Maurice Lamars and Jess Harnell are supposed to be there. I think this is going to be our first. This would make sense to have this be our first opportunity to see the stuff from the the reboot coming up. Mm-hmm. I would
2: expect it. I would.
0: I would hope. I, I mean, it's been so long since they've announced. The reboot was happening. Yeah,
2: I'm hoping we at least hear who the voice actors are for.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean <laughs> the Warners.
0: Hopefully, I, mean, I think that... Hopefully, some of them are going to be standing on stage too. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, right. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> and coming up the the new voice of Yakko, Ben Schwartz. Come on up. Like what? What?
2: <laughs> that was yeah, totally out of left field.
0: Like exactly. No one saw it. Like, uh, that would be uh, like people would be booing in the crowd. Perhaps I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good idea. So hopefully they announce the voice actors. I think there's, uh, yeah, I think we can finally get the confirmation that uh, our original voice actors are coming
2: back. And,
0: uh, yeah. More on that later. Hopefully we can throw together a quick wrap-up episode as soon as Animaniacs Live is done, and then we'll, we'll get that all together. So hopefully, maybe next week. If not, well. It's because I I have had enough time from getting back from San Diego to to do all the editing. But as soon as we can, whatever our next episode, whether it comes out on a regular, you know, release date or not, will be all about San Diego Animaniacs Live. So exciting, exciting. So tune in next week for that. But today, once again, Nathan, we're talking about this episode of Tiny Toons. and this is what episode is this? This is from season two, right?
2: It's episode nine. Uh, it's a it's the seventy fourth episode overall, but it's the ninth episode of season two. Okay, so. okay.
0: And tell us uh, when did this episode first premiere?
2: Okay, so uh, this episode actually, actually premiered on November twenty second of nineteen ninety one, which was a Friday. Um, it was uh, just two days before the lead singer of Queen, uh, Freddie Mercury, died of AIDS or AIDS-related complications. Uh, that was just a day after he uh, made it public, too. Oh, wow. So, uh, the Muppets Babies ends its eighth and final season before it would eventually be rebooted in 2018. Uh, and it was the same day that the movie Adam's Family was released, yeah. as well as uh, an American Tale. Bible goes <laughs> west. Yeah. I love and in the Nival g- Nose Nest. And <laughs> the Nival Nose Nest came from that, yes.
1: I get to meet Philip Glasser um, next week at Fanboy. Well, it'll be... I have met Philip Glasser because by the time this is out. But um, he'll be at Fanboy Expo, and he's the voice of Fievel. So um, I'm excited about that.
0: So if you ever want to know what Fievel would sound like as an adult, now's your chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Uh, Well, yeah, a lot of good stuff right there. Of course, I loved watching Muppet Babies. um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Me too. You know... The The
1: opening credits was, like, one of the best things, because Indiana Jones and Star Wars...
0: (laughs) I know, so many... And and who knows, maybe... Now that Disney owns almost every movie studio, the chances of it coming out to DVD or Blu-ray are increased a little bit, I suppose. But... uh, (laughs) That. Maybe Disney's been buying up all these movie studios just to re-release it on, on DVD. Maybe that's been their plan all <laughs> along.
1: Well, maybe we'll get like the final. Isn't there still a remaining season of the Muppet Show? That's,
0: yes, that's... season four, wait, I believe. On DVD is never. They announced it. They showed the cover, and then it never came out.
2: Wait, so was this the the, Muppets, the Muppet the Muppet
0: Show Muppet Show like this? So ba- back in the eighties, seventies, yeah, yeah,
1: 70, okay. yeah
0: still hasn't come out yet. Oh well. I mean, nope. Oh well. And yeah, they're like we're waiting for DVD to become completely uh, arbitrary and then we'll release it on <laughs> DVD. When nobody's
1: Well, it's like I waited like forever for Young and Nina Jones to come out and they finally released it on VHS, but then the video tapes were like twenty dollars for two episodes i didn't have that kind of money at that time i still don't yeah and then they didn't even release all of them um i think they mostly released the war episodes which was fine by me because those were the better ones sean patrick flannery but um i had to wait till the whole thing came out on dvd before i finally got it all because it's just i couldn't afford twenty dollars per cassette over you know any period of time well
0: you can get uh you have to get that physical media that's the thing. With all this moving around, that's for sure. Um, like I had the DVD.
1: I mean, now they stream it on Amazon Prime.
0: but um, Who knows? This is on Hulu, once again. Of course, you can stream this on this episode, by the way, on Hulu. Uh, or uh, you can get the DVD of Tiny Toons. I believe it's Volume 3, I want to say, DVD. I don't know. Maybe it's Volume 4. I have it. I don't, I don't look too closely at the packaging. It's one where they're on... <laughs> It's the one where they're driving a fire truck on the cover for some reason. It's very confusing. All right, so our episode has a bunch of, I would say, interstitial uh, segments hosted wrap arounds. Yeah, wrap arounds. There we go. That's what they're. <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's what they're called sometimes. Uh, <laughs> segments here with Henny Youngman. Henny Youngman uh, is the substitute teacher for Daffy Duck.
3: Welcome to Daffy Duck's Corny Quips class. Today's substitute teacher, Henny Youngman! Who's that? Who's that?
0: And he comes in and proceeds to do a lot of one-liners to the, the kids in the classroom. And everybody really hates them. Except for Hampton. Hampton laughs at them. I don't think Hampton necessarily gets them, though. He definitely does think they're funny um, and keeps saying the word practice after his initial uh, explanation of how to get to Carnegie Hall failed.
3: I should tell you a little about myself. I'm from New York. I played Carnegie Hall. You know how to get to Carnegie Hall?
1: The expressway, a cab, or the subway.
3: Anyone else? Practice. Practice.
0: Yeah, Henny Youngman. Let's talk. Any any experience, any knowledge of Henny Youngman at all before this episode? You two?
1: Yeah, I've heard the name, but no.
2: Is it, that's a person. Yes, <laughs> it was a, he was an actual
0: person. Oh my gosh! Yes, I I remember seeing him on like, you know, Johnny Carson, or um, I think he was I think he was on an episode of the Muppet Show. You know, he gave up the uh, famous the famous joke: "Take my wife." please it came from him okay um, he is the king of the one-liners I believe is his usual title and I believe I'm not absolutely certain but I'm pretty sure he got to start perhaps even in vaudeville uh, he would bring his little violin out and play a little bit of violin in between some of his jokes to transition from thing to uh, one thing to the next I was listening to a little bit of his comedy this afternoon on YouTube and I think the way that the they, they really captured his uh, comedy stylings really well in uh this episode. In fact, some of the jokes like the uh the whole diction uh joke about putting marbles in your mouth and then take one out every day and then once you lost your marbles you're a pro uh is mm-hmm. that's actually there's that's one of the jokes I actually heard on one of his comedy albums on 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 YouTube, so These are all his material. Wow.
3: Now, to go on the stage, you must learn how to speak clearly. You go to diction school. They fill your mouth with marbles, and you are supposed to talk clearly right through the marbles. Now, every day you lose a marble. When you've lost all your marbles. I just found a labor-saving device. A rich old lady. A drunk walks into an elevator shaft. He falls down ten flights. He's lying there bleeding. He says, I said, up! <laughs> you know, father was explaining ethics to his son, who was about to go into business. He says, suppose a woman comes in and orders $100 worth of material. You wrap it up and you give it to her. Now, she pays you with a $100 bill. As she goes out the door, you realize she's giving you two $100 bills. Now, here's where the ethics
0: come in. Should you or shouldn't you tell your partner? <laughs> He seems to have a scattershot approach to comedy <laughs> just throw out a bunch of jokes and kind of say them in the same uh voice and if you don't necessarily get one well there's another one that's coming up in a few seconds so maybe that one will make you laugh but the kids you know throughout today's episode certainly did not really like any youngman's jokes did uh did either of you two think any of his jokes were funny, uh, Kelly? What What do you think?
1: Um, no,
0: not a fan. You're like
1: not really. Babs
0: Bunny right there. Just not.
1: Well, I'm, I'm not much of a joke person. Um, That's
0: why she decided to be and... on a podcast with the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. Well,
1: jokes. no, I, I mean. <laughs> I, l- I like snappy dialogue and, and I mean, humor, but, uh, you know, I've never gotten much into, like, the whole stand-up gotcha. uh, routine kind of stuff.
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Um, under the feather.
3: <laughs> Debbie sent me over here because she was feeling a little under the feather.
0: I thought it was fine. Like, yeah. I was it? I, you know, uh, some of, some yeah. of, I like the uh, you know he has this guy's got Van Gogh's ear for comedy, you know mm-hmm. like that one or the this guy this guy throws himself into everything. Why don't you go find a deep well? Mm-hmm. You know that was good. See, these are these are, some... are, these are good jokes. They are jokes. They are jokes. <laughs> well, yes. <yeah, so, laughs> anyway, the take my wife, please. That's I mean that's uh that's that's gonna go down. I mean that's that's a classic joke. Right there. Mm-hmm. One-liner. There we go. Well, after a little intro from from Henny Youngman, we have our first segment, and it is called Stand Up and Deliver. And Stand Up and Deliver was written by Sherry Stoner, and it was storyboarded by Tony Craig, Mark Kennedy, Ash Brennan, and directed by john mcclanahan Mm. it's been so long since i've been (laughs) able to say that so nice anyway (laughs) nathan why don't you tell us what happens here in stand up and deliver
2: all right well we start off in the uh acme university cafeteria and uh babs bunny is uh, practicing a stand-up routine um and it starts off fine hampton laughs at her first joke But then she starts making fun of Quasimodo and the Energizer Bunny. And people don't find that very funny at all. You know, (laughs) step over a line. Uh, But uh, (laughs) at the end of the day, they're like, oh, you're still making jokes? And then she's like, yeah, I'm practicing for my stand-up routine tonight. And uh, she hands him a flyer with like a silhouette of her on it, which is kind of crazy. What are the odds? And uh, so everyone goes. Uh, to see her and they're like when will she be up and then you find out she's going to be the very last person um going up um and she's like hey i'm the best one i should be first which isn't necessarily true at a comedy place very usually true. first ones aren't <laughs> very good
3: i am a squirrel people say i'm nuts <laughs> <laughs> thanks mom <laughs>
2: we, we're hearing all the comics and they're not very good and uh you know uh buster bunny is uh not liking it uh hampton and plucky are all you know dying in the audience of boredom and uh finally you're like oh here here's I was like, I must be up next. But you find out it's actually uh, Robin Killams um, is up next. And he is hilarious.
4: I'm a flat Shakespeare. Oh, well, I'm Hamlet, the Quince of Denmark. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> he is making all sorts of funny jokes and impersonations and uh the audience is dying of laughter and meanwhile Babs is backstage uh getting really scared because she's like i have to follow this guy he's so good but really usually you want like a good warm-up anyways so i wouldn't be too worried babs anyways she uh <laughs> comes out and she has complete stage fright, and she doesn't say anything and uh robin williams i mean killums uh <laughs> comes back and he's like oh no i thought i was the last person so he helps her out um, and they're making jokes together, and then the audience is loving it, and uh, at the end, um, uh, as they're leaving, uh, she, they're like, oh, you... This is her friends, Babs' friends. They're saying, you are ready for the big time. She's like, oh, yeah, me and Robin Killums go way back, and then she's like, oh, one more thing, and then she goes back and gives him a hug and says thank you, and that's the end. Aw. It, it had such a sweet ending. hmm
0: Well... Obviously I mean Nathan, you got the Robin Williams thing that was <laughs> if, if you didn't get that one folks I I don't know what to tell you very good impression by the way that was Maurice Lamarche mm-hmm. doing a uh, Yeah doing I was pr-
2: impressed
0: and uh, a lot of people when they do a, a Robin Williams impression they they're like way over the top you know uh I really and like after I heard this I was like why didn't he do the voice of
2: the genie on the Aladdin I thought too. I was like he would have been a much better genie on the Aladdin. Sorry, Homer Simpson. Dan Castaneda,
0: yeah. Best. Yeah, just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the the guy uh, Dan Castaneda who did the voice for the Aladdin TV
2: series. Uh And he, I think the second movie too. Yes, the, Return of
0: Jafar. Yeah. He just he he maybe maybe they wanted somebody who did, who wasn't doing a strict uh Robin Williams impression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it i I don't know, but I think Maurice Lamarche did a really good job of not only doing Robin Williams in this but also doing Robin Williams doing impressions as well and mm-hmm. uh he also was the announcer for the comedy club as well, and uh just of note, Maurice Lamarche, I believe, started off as a stand up comedian, so you know little little cool little notes right there, and of course, Sherry Stoner, who wrote this episode uh. I believe started in the Groundlings and then was uh, with her husband at the uh, Acme Comedy Club and, and things like that. So uh, where people like John P. McCann and Paul Rugg and everything would, would come to join Animaniacs from there. So comedy clubs are very much tied with Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and things like that. So it was nice to see that uh, as an aspect of this plot. But when it came to cultural references, uh, well, you know, whenever Babs is around going crazy, she's going to be doing impressions. So uh, let's see. I saw Robin Leach. uh, Nathan, you mentioned Quasimodo and Energizer Bunny. She also did a quick Elvis impression. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they went into the comedy club and there were these caricatures, (laughs) animal caricatures of famous comedians. Uh, There was a squirrel. Who was doing his Emo Phillips impression, uh, which I thought was quite good. Uh, I don't know if either one of you are familiar with him. He was he had a, a, a brief part in the movie UHF, where he cuts off his finger. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, I remember him. It was very funny in that.
4: <laughs> you know? Lots of Oh you believe this? Oh
2: will you look at that?
0: Oh just
2: call me Mister Butterfingers Um uh, I think it's on the the floors somewhere. Oh is my face red? Oh
0: uh, but yeah, so anyway, that's emo. Then they have Roach Man. He calls himself the Roach Man, uh, which I guess is uh, like the Dice Man, which or whatever. Andrew Dice Clay.
3: I'm the Roach Man, and you're a bunch of. D- <laughs>
0: <laughs> bada-boom, bada-boom. <laughs> Who uh, was recently seen in A Star is Born as Lady Gaga's dad i believe
1: oh my goodness i just watched that and i had no idea
0: yeah i believe i'm i believe i'm right now i feel like i'm like am i right but i'm pretty sure i'm right <laughs> 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 anyway someone hey somebody google that while i'm talking anyway so uh but he he did a lot of uh, uh you know uh, offensive comedy a lot of his jokes were just really lots of profanity in them so Go figure that this one has a lot of bleeps in it, which uh, I thought was quite funny, especially when you saw Buster and Hampton and Plucky, just their eyes (laughs) bugging out (laughs) to his uh, profanity. And then they had a walrus comedian who, I don't know if he was trying to be like a Louis Anderson guy or just a fat comedian who just talks about how they're fat.
3: I'm so fat, I'm fat!
0: (laughs) Which... I don't know what, I just hate all comedians that are fat and they just talk about how they're fat. Like, (laughs) I I get it. You're fat and you're fat. Yes. Whether you're fluffy or you're, or whatever. It just, uh, I don't know why. That's, anyway, I liked that little segment because I hate comedians who just do that. Anyway, uh, and then there was finally like a little... Help me reference right there to the fly where Babs was in the fetal position uh, saying, help me like nice. like in the movie The Fly, which from the 1950s, which uh, no one's really familiar with today. Well, that's that for the cultural references. Let's talk about things that we thought were cool. Kelly, let's start with you. What are some moments that really stood out for you?
1: I like the Energizer Bunny reference um, <laughs> primarily because it you know where I'm going with this. I think so. Okay, primarily <laughs> because it reminded me of the commercial in the late '90s with Darth Vader and the Energizer Bunny, and the Emperor be like, you know, get his battery. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, and uh, I really liked that. And um,
0: back w- back in the days where you didn't see Star Wars like much at no. all, and it was a huge so
1: anytime deal. you did, yeah, it was. I'd be you know, in a different room or upstairs and I'd hear Star Wars or Vader or something, and I'd go running down living Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> tra- change it back, change it back. I just heard Star Wars. Yep. And um if my parents were changing the channels, they'd have to change it back to whatever. It was over here on Entertainment Tonight or whatever. <laughs> and then um I I liked the Robin Williams uh comedian um because I love Robin Williams and you know, Hook and Aladdin, and he was just great and talented and incredible, and uh, it was kind of nice seeing a uh, an homage to him. Totally,
0: um, it really did seem like a it, it matched up with a lot of things that people would say about Robin Williams being a very uh, kind person, and mm-hmm. it was nice to see that the the care. It's nice to see that Robin Killam's in this was not a jerk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that would have yeah. been really bad. Um, oh, yeah. And by the way, he also said, uh, good morning, Acme Acres, kind of, or good evening, Acme Acres. I don't know what he said, but.
3: Good, good evening, Acme Acres.
0: But everyone laughed at it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, good morning, <laughs> Vietnam. There yeah. There you go. So I was like, that's not a very funny joke. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed
1: at everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was an easy, easy crowd, uh, but yeah, you would think he warmed it up for you know. Babs would have really appreciated it, but
1: it did. Mm-hmm. It did.
0: This episode did remind me a little bit of uh, Miss Maisel on uh, Amazon. Now, have you either? Either you watched any of those seasons, uh,
2: I've seen Not yet. the first episode or two, and uh, it's a good show.
0: It's such a good show. <laughs> it's, it's such the a marvelous
2: good show. Miss Maisel. Yes, you should see
0: that. You should Plan to.
1: I've yeah. just been watching oh, stuff. It's
0: on the list, but it's definitely a good uh, bingeable show. Totally, totally good, and to, you know, very felt very much like a like a, a story that you would see maybe on the on the actual show, Miss Maisel. But Babs did it first. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole inspiration to the marvelous Miss Maisel this episode. Makes sense. Oh, and of course, I should I should mention one last cultural reference before we get to the next thing is the title itself stand up yeah i was going to mention that yeah. if you didn't <laughs> yeah, stand up and deliver uh for stand and deliver which uh that's the i forget is that that's not the morgan freeman one is it is it no it's the edward james James almost yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah he's the robin williams character of this i guess because he helps right. babs yeah with comedy just like edward james almost helps them with calculus There we go. (laughs) It's all all connected.
4: connected.
2: (laughs) According to legend,
1: General Grievous was known to boast of the number of lightsabers he had acquired from the bodies of his slain Jedi enemies. Grievous was the first
4: in a long tradition of collectors of rare items... A tradition that continues to this day on the RetroZap podcast known
0: as The Dork Lair. Dork Lair. Hello, everybody. Say, do you like the cast? Well, I hope you do, because you've been listening to it for about a half hour or so. Did you know that you could actually get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We discovered a free new app called PodCoin and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. You can listen to our show or any of your favorite podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. And then you can turn that PodCoin into Amazon gift cards or Starbucks gift cards or if you're the charitable type you can even donate that PodCoin to charity. So here's what you do. You download the PodCoin app on the Apple App Store or on Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code Animaniacs, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use our code. So go ahead and give the PodCoin app a try today.
1: Konami has two very cool Tiny Toon Adventures games for Sega Genesis and Super NES. The animation gives you a real, real cartoon feel. On Super NES, play Buster Bust, Bust Loose, Spin, kick, and mad dash to 11 2D levels. Sound great. On Sega Genesis, play Buster's Hidden Treasure. An island adventure to find the fortune before Montana Max. Play a tune on Sega Genesis or Super NES. What are you looking at?
3: Get your own games.
0: Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead and get to our next segment, and this one is one that I'm sure everybody remembers. This is The Potty Years. <laughs> and The Potty Years was written by Tom Ruger. It was storyboarded by Ken Boyer and Alfred Gimeno, and it was directed, once again, by Joan McClanahan! Another Star Tunes... Cartoon, all of these are Star Tunes. Whenever you see John McClinahan, it's Startoons, I believe. Well, Kelly, why don't you tell us yes. what happens here in the Potty
1: Years? Well, uh, baby Plucky, we go. Uh, adult Plucky is remembering, you know, his childhood, and baby Plucky is in the bathroom with his parents, and they're explaining to him that he's three years old now, and it's time for him to learn. To use the potty. They, you know, he doesn't want to wear diapers whole life, does he? You
4: don't want to wear diapers forever, do you?
1: Yes, sir. So they're showing him the toilet, and he's pretty hesitant about it, and they show him how it flushes, and he doesn't like that. He says, it's too loud. It's too loud. It's too loud. It's okay, huh? It's too loud. Don't worry. It's too loud. So they're they're kind of trying to acclimate him to the the sounds and and you know everything about the potty. So when he finally starts to get more interested in it and they let him flush, and he gets really excited. and you know water goes down the hole, and he's super, super excited at this point. And so they leave him alone <laughs> in the bathroom.
0: Which is what and the first like, thing you always do with a young child when you're potty training oh them, my right?
1: Goodness. Yeah. Like, they, like you got this. He, I mean, he can't even get up on the potty by himself. Hello. Well,
0: he's gifted. So, uh, he's gifted.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so um, they uh, they show him the toilet paper, and uh, you use a little bit of toilet paper. You throw this in the potty, and uh, so they they leave him alone and say you know flush and uh, use the paper and and get rid of the dirty diaper and he starts putting things in the toilet uh it starts you know pretty simple he's putting some toilet paper in the toilet and water goes down the hole toilet printer go down the hole <laughs> bye-bye toilet printer and then he starts looking for anything else he can put in there. He puts in uh, Nana, his bear, and he puts in a uh, toot toot, a little boat from the bathtub. And I think there's a little duck or something that he puts in there. And, it uh, just starts throwing things and, I, and they surprisingly all go down the hole. I, I don't know how they all fit, but they do. And then he puts in his, uh, diaper finally. And, uh, You know, diaper goes down the hole. And then he's starting to look bewildered because it's stuff's not going down the hole anymore. And he's like, Water goes down the hole? And the bowl starts filling up with water and keeps filling up. And then it overflows. And he starts panicking and uh, jostling the the toilet handle and trying to get it to stop. And it's pouring out everywhere. And his parents are are like, You know, are you, you okay? There, you know, he's been up there an awful long time. Maybe we should check on him. <laughs> you know, really, really, you think? the no. Locky, is everything alright up there? I want to flush it again.
4: No, you've flushed enough, son.
1: I want to flush it again. He's been up there quite a while.
4: We'd better check on him.
1: They come up the stairs, they're already wading through water, and he, he locks the door. Um, this is why you don't leave three-year-olds unattended in the bathroom. And uh they demand that he opens the door, they get the door open, and they finally get in, and it's like all of a sudden the mom realizes that there's water everywhere, even though it's all in the hallway too. And she's like, I've just redecorated. (laughs) And
4: uh Oh no! And I just redecorated.
1: Finally, um the stuff starts coming back up. Uh, out of the toilet uh the tube tube comes back up and nana comes back up and even the diaper comes back up out of the hole and uh so the clog's finally gone but there's water everywhere and uh we go back to adult plucky and um see that he's still wearing a diaper and he goes in the house and uh you hear his father's like, stop flushing the toilet. So apparently he never got out of the uh, toilet flushing phase.
0: <laughs> the end. Um, and according according to this, uh, apparently a teenager plucky likes to wear diapers, too, over the weekend or something like that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, that's more information than exactly. I Exactly.
0: That looked a little, <laughs> that was a little disturbing right there. But... Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Well, anyway, that's that's the potty years, and of course, this uh, the biggest reference is really in in reference to a true story, and uh, I'm going to go back to uh, referencing an old episode of our show uh, when we had this is sixty eight A from back December thirty first of twenty seventeen. We interviewed Tom Ruger along with Nate Ruger, who voices Baby Plucky in this, and as as well as Luke and Cody Ruger. We talked to them all about working on Animaniacs and things like that. But this particular story, uh, well, it's, it goes to a little story with Cody. So I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip of that right now.
4: And I wanted to mention that Cody, uh, the the whole story of him, uh, the, the, the plot behind the baby, original baby plucky cartoon of water go down the hole. Uh, that would, all that, you see, I, I take credit for writing that script, but that's really unfair because every line in that script is literally out of Cody's mouth when he was a little, <laughs> guy, water go down the I, you know, I pushed the button, but I flushed the potty. I, no, you flush. I flushed. It's all from Cody. So he got really obsessed with, with the potty of flushing the potty. And we were, I think I mentioned this before, guys, but uh, we're at this very fancy hotel in New York City. It was New Year's Eve, and Cody locked himself in the bathroom and started flushing this potty, putting toilet paper down this potty. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had security knocking on the door about midnight because the the, the apartment, the uh, room below, was getting oh, flooded because Cody had the <laughs> potty. Oh. It was horrible. So... Uh, <laughs>
0: So there we go. It's uh, based on a true story. That's our, that's our biggest reference, I suppose. Other than The Wonder Years, which Plucky mentions sort of at the beginning, was very you know reminiscent of The Wonder Years, which I watched almost all the episodes in that series. I don't know if you two were familiar with that series at all growing up.
1: I didn't watch much of it. Like I feel like I'd see like the beginning of it, and then maybe then something else. We would change the channel or something. I I don't remember much of it, Nathan. I I remember like Fred Savage. and yeah. everything.
0: Nathan, I know we used to watch at our house, but you might have been a little too young to really remember watching any episodes.
2: Uh, yeah, I remember like the nerd that reminded us of our dad. Oh, yeah, um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was his – What was it? Was Kevin was the was the boy and his, his friend's... I forget his friend's name. Everybody thought
1: Winnie was the girl. Yeah. Oh, I had
0: the biggest crush on Winnie Cooper. Paul. Of I think his name was Paul. I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah, Paul looked a lot like uh, pictures of my dad when he was in the 50s and 60s. Like, oh my gosh, it's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh uh, yeah. And then of course there was rumors for years and years that that was Marilyn Manson. Uh, <laughs> young Marilyn Manson which is not true by the way it's not true but that was a, uh, a big rumor around my high school for many years uh, <laughs> anyway well uh what did you guys think of of this one let's start with you Nathan what are some moments here in this potty years cartoon that stood out for you
2: um I liked the way ducky or uh, plucky calls things different things like toilet Peter is that what he goes yeah, like toilet
0: p- toilet painter i think is what he painter, says painter
2: yeah painter uh, just very funny words and water uh, <laughs> water comes back um all i don't know just Nate Ruger is very cute in this and um, i Am impressed at all the work <laughs> well and
0: i can't blame you can't really blame him for the clog or anything number one like we said he was left alone in the in the bathroom yeah number two his dad told him to get rid of that dirty diaper so he mm. throws what do you do if you're <laughs> of course you would throw it down the the uh, toilet right there um yeah uh, i i particularly like the part where he locks them out and they're like, Open the door right now and he yells at them, I want to flush it again. <laughs> and the way that Nate Rooker said that line, it is so cute and so funny. Um just 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 hilarious. Flucky.
1: Wanna flush the body?
3: Open this door right now.
1: I wanna flush it again.
0: Uh, Kelly, what about you?
1: I I also like the toilet pinter. I thought that was really cute and <laughs> How he named everything, you know, "toot toot" the boat and all of that. It was just cute, and I liked the voice.
0: Yeah, he was animated so well too. You know, like when he mm-hmm. when he laughs and he just um, giggles and like kicks his little feet up and dances around and everything. It just felt very like genuine. Like it, just everything was the the sync was really good on and all of it. The just the little slow down moments of the. <laughs> when he sees when he gets like wet and he's going Ew. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> there's I, I don't know the whole thing is just so cute and so funny you sit down right here and then you
1: Ew.
0: and of course we would later come back and this whole, it was so popular that uh a sequel segment was set up with the with a whole elevator go down the hole too so You know, this is, this is so, it's so good it deserved a sequel. So (laughs) there we go. Well, we got one more, one more thing to talk about. And that, of course, is Lame Joke. And Lame Joke was written by Shecky Hollander and Boom Boom Stoner. Uh, I believe that's Nicholas Hollander and uh, Sherry Stoner, by the way. Uh, the story was <laughs> Nicholas Hollander and uh, Kevin Frank. The storyboard was Alfred Gimeno, Randy Haycock, and Flammer... Flammer... Oh, boy, this is an interesting name. Flamarion Flammerion? Feria. Boy, oh, boy. It was directed by John McClanahan. And <laughs> this is basically... Uh, all about Buster. Buster has this great joke. You know, uh, Babs tells her joke, which is, you know, it's okay. It's fine.
1: So why did the chicken cross the schoolyard? To get to the other slide! <laughs>
0: Hampton, Plucky, they really think it's hilarious. Uh, Buster has his own joke.
1: There was a pig, a rabbit, and a duck, right? Is this one of those species jokes? Oh. <clears throat> a pig, a rabbit, and a duck out in the woods on a picnic (coughs) and and which hand did they eat their soup with huh neither they used a spoon get it
0: nobody really laughs at it and they call it a lame joke and wouldn't you know it out from the bushes comes an actual clown uh, which symbolizes the lame joke he's on crutches and his nose even falls off. He really is a lame joke. It's so sad. Well, Buster tries telling the joke a couple more times, and the, the the it's not working out. And so they take the they take the joke to the hospital. Henny Youngman makes his appearance once again and tries a few uh, one liners to try to resuscitate him.
3: Are you live or on tape? Three, four. Is this thing on? I've got good news and bad news. The good news is your joke died. The bad news is, who cares?
0: So, the joke is dead. Or as Babs puts it, you know, put out of its misery. So, they have a funeral for the joke. And... Buster kind of says, you know, it was my, it was, I, nobody really liked it, but it was my joke and I really liked it. And it was at that moment after they kind of discuss it and Hampton all of a sudden gets it and then says it and then they all start laughing at the fact that, yeah, they don't, they would not, they would use spoons, not their hands to eat soup. It's, it's so funny, (laughs) That, that the joke <laughs> jumps out from the grave and is alive and everyone's happy. And, uh, of course, they close out with one little thing, which is throughout this entire cartoon, there's this little clown that kind of makes his appearance in the background from time to time. And eventually they go, who's that? And it's a running gag. Who is that?
4: A running gag.
0: that's that uh well what did you guys think of lame joke uh kelly let's start with you
1: um (laughs) it was kind (laughs) of (laughs) lame
0: well uh there, there were there were some little funny moments right there were some little things uh, the running the running gag was the too. running gag yeah I, I i shouldn't expect you to love it that much since you said at the beginning of this episode that you're not really a joke person <laughs> <laughs> so but nathan what did
2: you think about it um i liked the mash kind of scene or at least it reminded me of mash oh the, okay i don't know if it was supposed to be but but yeah maybe uh, it was
0: like the whole the hospital scene yeah you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, he does the what because they, they told jokes in Mash when they operated. Yeah, there? they
2: Mash would be a kind of a comedy. I've only seen a couple episodes. There was like thousands of episodes. Uh, I feel like no.
0: Right. Mash. When I was <laughs> when I was a kid, if I saw uh, Mash come up on the screen and that slow music, I knew it was time to change the channel.
1: I did the same thing. I never watched it, but. My boyfriend has, like, the whole series. Uh, and he loved it. But his sense of humor is very different from mine. <laughs> well,
2: so there's 251 episodes of MASH. I just wanted to look it up real oh,
1: quick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Lord. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the, the quick cultural references in it. There's not too many in this one. Um, but they say, somebody call 911.
2: 911. 911. 911. 911.
0: That's... The Three Stooges right there. Hello!
3: Hello! 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 Hello.
0: George Burns, as a chimpanzee, came by at one point after the joke
2: died. Um, Nathan, do you remember George Burns at all? I I do. I remember him and uh, the Radio Land Murders. Oh, that's right. He was (laughs) in that. That was probably his last (laughs) appearance before.
0: I
1: forgot. I, I literally haven't seen that since it came out, so...
0: It's a. I think it gets too much. Uh, uh, too much bad press, or pe- I,
2: I. I thought it was a decent movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's it was fun. Like it's a. It fun
1: was really movie. hyped up at the time because it was a George Lucas project.
2: Yes. Mm. And
0: uh, but yeah, it's it's very much a George Lucas project, and the fact that George Lucas wanted to make a movie about something that many people don't care about, but he thought it was. good. Was good because he wants to see it and he's an eccentric billionaire who will make movies <laughs> and products about whatever he, he likes to do. And if you don't like well, it,
1: then that's good it's fine. for him,
0: though. I, I agree. Because you
1: have the money. And...
0: He's the richest independent filmmaker in the world, you know? Anyway, that's pretty much it when it comes to references. I mean, there was possibly a, a Vertigo thing with the whole uh, Whirlpool thing going on kind of reminded me of like the the poster vertigo perhaps uh they mentioned freddy krueger but you know whatever
1: oh you stole my reference i thought that was fun. that was funny
0: that was funny okay
1: it was so unexpected like the mention of freddy krueger in this cartoon (laughs) but i love freddy krueger so did you
0: did you happen to catch the uh the tombstones in the, the knock knock jokes yeah the knock knock
1: yeah. did you see that
0: yeah. i like the knock 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 who's there no one i'm dead puns puns which it
2: wasn't a pun which that kind yeah of i didn't understand me. that one that was the one i didn't like that tombstone i, didn't I was like, like i'm fine with the other ones yeah. don't like puns don't, yeah don't end with puns because that's not a
0: pun i'm sorry um well <laughs> anyway uh that's pretty much it uh any other moments I have I have one one additional moment I thought was great and then we'll close it out. But any other moments from you you two? No, no. Right. I,
2: don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything. The only <laughs> other thing I thought was of, of note
0: was <laughs> when Hampton says, "Is this a, is this one of those
2: species jokes?" Oh yeah, that was nice.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's always the the trouble with telling jokes with friends is that your friend can really surprise you with some kind of weird ethnic joke
2: that you're like yeah like um, oh boy
0: no that's... i
2: assume like the rabbit would be like a rabbi and you know I it's guess, supposed yeah, to be yeah yeah the, like... the priest the
0: rabbi and the and the um, someone else, someone else, else <laughs> comes <laughs> in
2: and miscellaneous yeah 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 yeah
0: i don't think those are told as much anymore i don't think but i don't know I, school it seems like the jokes that kids tell each other now Um, At least the ones that I see are just memes, you know, like literally that's what kids will do when I ask them for a joke. They will say, oh, let me look up Google Images memes for a joke. That's what they that's what they do. (laughs) But I empathize. I had to say I empathized with Buster Bunny on this because at my school, (laughs) we did the daily announcements and we do a joke of the day. And I either have the kids and the. Student news, do a joke, or I will get up on the thing and do a joke myself, and it gets the biggest groan, and people just go, "Oh, that was so terrible!" But you know what? At the same time, kids will come up to me throughout the day and try to give me their jokes that I can say the next day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's kind of a, the love hate relationship I have. You know, I think we all have with with jokes like Buster's is that. Ah, uh, it's so bad, but let me tell you one that I think is good. That, you know, that's also bad, but I think it's funny. Anyway, <laughs> so that was Lame Joke. Let's go ahead and get to our Water Tower rating. Well, what do you guys think? Out of five Water Towers, how many would you give this episode of Tiny Toon Adventures?
2: Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I'm going to say four water towers. All right. Why do you think that? Because uh, it's a really good episode, uh, but like probably not the best episode. I mean, really, it all just goes to the plucky. <laughs> 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 the uh, learning to use the potty. Um, if it was just that segment, I would give it like 10 water towers. How many is, is the... <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so four water towers because uh the rest of it's like fine like i i i enjoyed it well enough but overall it's forgettable compared to the plucky segment so well the the other segments though did have a theme though i thought you would appreciate you know that's true comedy. i do like all jokes yeah it's true like the plucky one it doesn't have the same theme that the rest of the cartoon has
0: right which it kind of st- sticks out because of that but Sure, it's so good, so whatever it's just
2: so funny, it's so funny that yeah yeah um i'll I'll stick with four though, I think okay. that's fair, yeah, all right, Kelly, what about you?
1: I'll also give it four, um mostly because of baby plucky, um like I said, the last episode didn't grab me all that much. I thought the um the Babs comedy was kind of cute, and particularly the Robin Williams bit, so uh so i'll I'll keep my four
0: righty. Well, I will give it four as well for all the reasons you guys mentioned. (laughs) It's a real solid episode of Tiny Toons. And, of of course, the baby plucky potty Years is a classic. Um, So got to give it at least four. I'm going to give it a strong, solid four Water Tower. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Well, I think we should, before we close everything up, let's go ahead and read one quick review from our Apple Podcast Reviews. Mm -mm. That's right. And if you feel so inclined, you can also rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And there's other places that you can rate and review, but uh, Apple Podcasts, Slash iTunes, even though they're not, they don't want to call it iTunes anymore. Uh, Apple Podcasts <laughs> is really the place to go
2: to. That's where we'll see it.
0: Yeah, that's where <laughs> we'll see it. Maybe in Stitcher, maybe. But, uh, this is a, a very nice, sweet review. I think we'll close with this before we, we go away. This says Astounding Podcast, five stars. And this is from Music is Life 2016 from Canada. And, oh, it's from and her name's Caitlin actually. So she, Caitlin from Canada. She says hello, Joey, Nathan, and Kelly. I must say that as someone who pretty recently discovered podcasts, especially ones about cartoons and voice actors such as Talking Toons, I'm very glad that I found the Animaniacast. As a '90s baby, I was born in 1992. I only ever watched Animaniacs when it would air on Teletoon Retro here in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Sadly, that channel isn't available for my satellite provider anymore. However, since I found the Animaniacast, I've been able to picture the episodes that you guys discuss in my imagination. Each and every episode of Animaniacs is my favorite, each for different reasons, but if I were to list all of the reasons, well, you would have a novel to review. (laughs) And (laughs) she says, Keep up the great work, you three. And thank you so much for helping me reconnect with my childhood and the special memories that it holds. And that she put a yellow heart, which she puts in parentheses, yellow hearts, to me are friendship hearts. <laughs> she says "You." And thanks again, Caitlin Ward. So thank you very much, Caitlin, for that very sweet review. We very much appreciate that. So thank you so much. Yay. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online?
2: Okay, well, uh, hey, I'm on Twitter, folks. Uh, Django FT, that's me. All right, and Kelly, what about you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Yodaprincess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com.
0: All right, and as for the Animani Cast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and, of course, on Discord, where we're at the RetroZap Discord server, and you can get a welcome link and talk to us about Animaniacs uh, or whatever pop culture things you want to talk about with the RetroZap, folks. Uh, you can get a welcome link by going to discord.animaniacast.com and join the discussion, whether it's about this episode or other episodes or... Quite frankly, video games with the Cast or Star Wars with any one of the other Star Wars uh, retrozap podcasts or superhero podcasts or whatever. In fact, there's so many great, there's so much great content on Retrozap. What you should do is just subscribe to the Retrozap podcast feed on your favorite podcast player, and then you can get every single one of these awesome Retrozap podcasts delivered almost every day straight to your device it's like free entertainment and who doesn't love free things i i, I challenge you who doesn't like free things nobody <laughs> that's who doesn't like it so anyway <laughs> hit us up discord.animenicast.com well that'll do it for today's episode so for nathan and
2: kelly this is joey saying good
1: night everybody
2: good night everybody
1: good night everybody